Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I miss you, but I got no time for that deal. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I miss you, but I got no time for that. How could you wish you never play me? Had no time for that deal. Play me, you my lady, got no time for that. How could you move it like you crazy? I ain't call you back down. Welcome back to another edition of the No Further Comments podcast, aka the NFC. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham, and to my left, to the left is the very talented, uh, very well informed, uh, usually penless, no pen, no Snapchat, no snap, no Venmo, no Ven. How does someone operate in 2018 with no Snapchat and no Venmo? How do you navigate Instagram, Playboy? But he is a local fashion icon. I repeat, he's a local fashion icon, ladies and gentlemen, Glenn Riley. Season three is, a, is upon us. And front and center, front and center is our super producer, Sacramento Kings enthusiast, Demarcus Cousins apologist, apologist. <laughs> random Philadelphia Eagles fan. He's the Carson Wentz of, of, of this podcast. He is Mario Doremus. I'm going to take that as a compliment, Glenn. Yeah. Well, he's, he's MVP before getting injured last year. He's MVP, period, right? Mario, that was for you. He should have been, but okay. they gave it to Brady. They gave it to Brady. Oh, okay. Well, they always give it to Brady. All right. Hey, let's, uh, before we really dive into things, let's knock out some social media. No Further Comments podcast is on Twitter and IG at NFC Podcast. Also on Facebook, we exist as No Further Comments. Now, if you disagree with Glenn Riley, please, there's some different ways that you can hit him up. Or if you just need some artwork. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You can hit him up on Twitter at Glenn Riley Work. That's Glenn with two N's. That's Glenn with two N's. I'm rarely on Twitter, though. You just, you, you just be, be following it for, for the hell of it on that one. <laughs> It just if they tweet you, it just goes I mean, into a atmosphere of nothing. I check it like weekly. Oh wow! Yeah, he's on IG at objectively dope. Yep, and also Glenn Riley work. It's it's two accounts. One of them is is just strictly like the art that is like fine art, commercial art related, and the other is just kind of just like dope stuff that I come by. And that's like a, a different, different so vein. objectively dope. It's objectively dope. He's on Facebook as Glenn Meta. Say it. Technological. But but I mean, I don't, don't follow me on Facebook. I, I'm, I'm probably Fr- not going to. Friend if, him on Facebook if, and talk politics. If you're a fine woman, I'll accept your. your, your, your uh, and we know the fine ladies and, listen to this podcast. And, 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 but that's about it, though. I'm, I'm not really friending nobody if you ain't like a friend of one of my friends or, or I see you as financially advantageous to my advantage. You have to know somebody yeah, to be friended by Glenn Riley. Yeah, pretty much. Now, if you need help increasing your bench press, you can hit up Mario Doremus <laughs> on Twitter <laughs> at Mario Doremus. That's D-E-R-A-M-U-S. Is that correct, Mario? That's right. You can also hit him up on IG at Simply Mario. <laughs> He's on Facebook. Just as Mario Doremus. Yeah. He wasn't trying to do to you. Just simply Mario. Don't 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 make more of Mario oh, than, than, than than what he I apologize. Simply Mario underscore. Underscore. Okay. Underscore is important. Yes. Was I'm there, sorry. Was there another simply Mario that was stealing your shine? 
Nah, because I was gonna put something after that, but oh, okay. it's no you need. Just, you just didn't get to it. That's cool. Man. I was gonna put simply Mario underscore Legend. Simply Mario pimping. <laughs> All right, so hey, if you just want to just agree with me and everything I say, you can hit me up on Twitter at Alex underscore Meacham. That's M E A C H A M. Same on IG. I'm on Facebook at Alex Meacham. And what's your Venmo? My Venmo is Alex underscore Meacham. Okay. And my Snapchat oh, wow. is at Big Meach Forty More. Okay, we've got we've got that taken care of. <laughs> So, episode if number... You're still, if you're still with us. <laughs> episode number 54, and as Glenn alluded to earlier, this is season number three. Season three. Covering sports, entertainment, pop culture, everything. Dance hall beef. We are three <laughs> seasons deep. Yeah. I like the new pick, by the way. We've got a new pick we're going to put up. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's thanks to uh, to Glenn Riley. We had a, a third one of, of Mario in the elevator with us, but it was it was it was not as good a pick for all the three of us. So we, we might have to get that. another one because we we can't we can't have the podcast without Mario. We have to we have to figure out a, a, a way to get Mario involved. I started doing like a little circle and have Mario in there, like like um, you know, and, 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 and featured guests. And you know, one thing about Mario's Instagram on his Instagram, it's either he posts pictures if he goes to Vegas, okay, or he has a suit on. Yeah. Other than that, you you ain't getting the Mario pick. That's pretty much the Mario we know. That, that's he's either gambling or, or he's in formal wear. <laughs> Mario, would that be right? I, I use my Instagram wisely. All right. <laughs> okay. Hey, Mario, but but seriously, this is season three, episode number 54. I think we need to thank you because you are responsible for us being here. Mario is responsible for the venue. Yes. Thank you, Mario. Yeah. Do you remember how it all started? Yeah, you asked me to record a podcast for you. There you go, man. That's episode quite a one. story. <laughs> at, at boxing. Yeah. Remember that? Okay. Just want to make sure you remembered. Now... This coming season, we're going to have, uh, I think, a bunch of guests either call in or in studio. we got some different people lined up. Yeah. Glenn and I have talked about, and I'm working on reaching out to a couple of folks. So if you get a chance to, um, I do a Basketball Insider podcast because yeah. on this podcast, we, we talk about football, and, and baseball is heavy right now, but we're transitioning to, to basketball shortly. So I've done a couple interviews uh, recently. Uh, Gary Clark. Yeah, yeah. He's currently with the Houston Rockets. Not the singer. Not the singer, Gary Clark Jr. Okay. Correct. Uh, Gary that Clark. That joke doesn't get old. What's that? That joke doesn't get old. Yeah, and you know, a lot of Bearcat fans um, just found that out. I think like after Gary Clark got picked up by the Rockets, uh-huh. they found out that there was a musical artist. Like the majority of. They didn't know that beforehand? Mm-hmm. Wow. Nope. Nope. Because people start. People started posting a picture of Gary Clark, the basketball player, and then Gary Clark, okay, the musician. And it was just after he was with the Rockets, and I'm like, this yeah. is this has been is, around. He's for not a junior, is he? Who? No. Bearcat. Get, no. Get, okay. No. Uh, so uh, I did an interview with him, and he recently was uh, with Jay Z. Oh, sat down and, and chopped it up with Hove. That's what's up. So I thought that was really cool. Um, another podcast I did was with Ryan Custer. Uh, Former Wright State basketball player yeah. who was paralyzed. Okay, um, that was a definitely a big hit. Yeah. A lot of people tuned in and checked that out. And then the uh, last one I did was with uh, Nick Campbell, who is a high school junior in Las Vegas. 
and he was one of the youngest, or he was the youngest person shot at the Las Vegas shooting that happened last October. Oh, okay. And um, I did an interview with with him and the actual events that happened that day and how he hid under under dead bodies and oh, just wow. <clears throat> I mean it's just a it's just a crazy story and a, he had bullets go through him. Oh wow! So he's still trying to decide if he's going to play high school basketball this season because he's 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 still getting himself he's still playing and, and stuff but he's i don't know if he has all his win and okay. i think his parents want him to maybe take the year off and come back yeah yeah no doubt next year so anyway so nick lives in vegas and i want to use that to kind of segue into the stat game okay which will get us into some of our topics here hot and heavy episode number 54 so i looked at the city of Las Vegas in 1954. Now, Glenn, you'll appreciate this. 1954 is said to be the year when Las Vegas kind of changed. Okay. And they hit their big boom. Over 8 million people in 1954 visited Las Vegas. Okay. And it wasn't just to go gamble at casinos. Okay. So that year they made over $200 million at the casinos. But... What happened was Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, and yeah, a lot of film and music artists okay. started making their ways to Vegas to perform. Okay. So it went from the casino to, you know, a lot of stars got there. So nineteen fifty four The Mafia. Was like, yeah, pretty much. Well, you know, originally what, what bolstered that was the um construction of the Hoover Dam. Okay. And basically all these towns kind of sprung up because the Hoover Dam was basically in Nevada was the way to get water to um, L.A. So a lot of um, the men didn't have nothing to do, and it kind of became, once you know, once work was over, the weekend, the paychecks, that kind of became, you know, gambling and horse. And, <laughs> and, that, and that's what kind of got... Nevada on the the bandwagon for just like Vice in the 30s and stuff and then I mean I assume by the 50s the mafia kind of realized that we we got something, something right going right here yep yeah so 1954 things kind of changed but uh, fast forward to October 6 2018 Glenn and one of the wildest nights in UFC fight history yeah happened and it went down at the T-Mobile Arena. Have you ever seen the T-Mobile Arena from the outside? No. You, you can Google search some images, but it won't do it justice when you drive by it. I recently was out in Vegas and drove by it. The place looks crazy. I, I need to get out there and actually go to an event there. Okay. But so, at the T-Mobile Arena, October 6th, it was a fight. And I need, I need uh, Mario, I need you in on this one. So, I need your your, your input. So, we're going to kind of kind of put together some thoughts here. Conor McGregor. He lost, and he lost to Khabib. Yeah. And um, he lost in the fourth round, was stopped at 303. Now, he choked him out, but and he dominated him. Yeah. He dominated him. But but that wasn't really the story, Glenn. No, it wasn't. What was the story? Uh, after he won, he decided to jump into the audience. Right. Yeah, and, and, and attack somebody. Um, and a, a melee ensued, and, and one of Khabib's dudes jumped in and, and sucker punched McGregor, and it was all hell broke loose. It, essentially. It, it was on. So I want I want to get your thoughts on that. So a lot of people started going in. There's a lot of 
lot of McGregor fans out there. Mm-hmm. They were they were saying what what Khabib did and his camp did was wrong. Yeah. Did you, did you feel that way? Uh, I mean, I think you have to kind of feel like 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 that's something that you can't endorse. But I mean, I'm kind of like it's UFC. Like like it <laughs> it gets the party started. Right. It makes it more interesting the next day. The fight in and of itself, Khabib is is a beast, but his style is like not really fun to watch. He just kind of grapples you on the ground and like locks up your legs and it's kind of like it's not a visually um impressive style though it's it's hella effective and it's one of those things you're kind of like well if the fighting of itself wasn't i mean other than like one like real square punch in which he he gets mcgregor on it wasn't like the third round he squared up with him yeah yeah he yeah that, that, that was like you wish the whole fight would have been more or less that, but um, so yeah, I, I was I was happy to see the foolishness. I mean, ultimately, <laughs> I mean, if, if nobody gets hurt, it's just kind of like this was this was a, a this made it more fun, right? And and you, you know, know the backstory of why he jumped. Yeah, I mean, McGregor um, needs to calm down because he 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 veers into the the uh, offensive during his pre-fight things. Like you can't be you know talking about people's religion and stuff like. I don't mind even if people talk about somebody's parents because that's at least it, you you shouldn't, but it's kind of funny, you know what I'm saying? But like when you talk about people's you know religion that that offends so many people beyond the person your actual target. That's like come on now, so right? I don't know. It it kind of I, I I'm a McGregor fan because he 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 does get the party started, but that seems a, a bit much. Mario, what were your thoughts? You you think uh, Khabib's camp took it too far? Well, did did Connor's fans think that Connor took it too far when he threw the chair at, at Khabib's bus? And that's 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 one of my points. Yeah. I, I I agree with that. Also, I mean, are they mad because of what happened after the fight? Or are they actually mad because Khabib beat him? I I I, th- I think they were probably hurt that he got he got beat the way he got beat. Well, McGregor, look, if you step away from a sport to become Hollywood because you try to venture out and do other things that are outside of your realm, like fighting the the, the greatest technical fighter of all time, uh, in my opinion, and Floyd Mayweather. He, he fought Sugar Ray Robinson? point that you can do other things. Right. But then you lose that fight, and then you stay on the hiatus from what, what got you to where you are with the UFC. What was it, two years? You come back and try to fight the, the best fighter – Who's also undefeated? Yeah, thinking that you could beat him because where you left off at. No, it's, he got what he deserved. That's some good points there. Um, one of the things that I hate about um, UFC is that I've always said boxing and UFC have the opposite problem, and that's in boxing you have the fight that you want to see, and they just piss around for years and they don't get it to you until right. Usually, long after the the fighters meet their prime, but with UFC, you get to fight immediately, and you don't get a chance to build up. And like every time you take that L, you know, like McGregor might be the exception because he can always hype up a fight because he just you know knows how to talk. But like everybody else, it's kind of like you know 
you come, you lose, and now we're not really trying to see you anymore, even though you might be you well, know, this, top of the game. This one was set up perfectly. And I, I think Dana White, obviously he's he's built an incredible business, but, I mean, he, he he's full of crap a lot of times. Yeah, I don't really care, Phil. I, I don't either. And and, and he, he, knew, he knows what he's doing. Like, this, what happened Saturday night was good for the UFC from a standpoint yeah, no that it builds – the yeah. next fight, and you have so Conor McGregor is the number one pay per view guy. Yeah, in but UFC. Could, but couldn't you? Have, my thing is, you could have put McGregor in with somebody he's more likely to beat, and then that bolsters. You know what I'm saying? When you got to Khabib, it would have been even more. You know what I'm saying? A bigger buildup. Yeah, and that's why I hate about like like I always say that I, I hate when when um professional wrestling got to the point where everybody's a superstar yeah like you needed to have the cats that was just there to take a loss because that you know like i said if everybody's a superstar then guess what nobody's a superstar true that that's what that's what syndrome was, was making the point in incredibles number one if everybody's super nobody's super well here here was my here was my problem Incredibles one pixar here was my problem with with after the fight well first of all the fight from mcgregor for McGregor, it was business. For Khabib, it was personal. And after the fight, like like Mario said, like I wouldn't have done what Khabib did in his camp. I wouldn't want my camp to do that. Mm-hmm. But I understand yeah. why why they did that. And for for those, and I was talking to a couple people, and they was like, "Oh, that's just classless. You can't do that." I'm I like, love people say classless in, in terms of fighting. But I'm like, well, first of all. You're talking about UFC fighters, like yeah. they're not doctors and lawyers. Yeah. Secondly, these same folks that say they're not classless will be the same people that will be at a little league, yeah, and y- and little yelling, league yelling game, at the, yeah. and what you, you've seen these little league fights. Yeah, it's like you you talk about somebody's kid or you do something to somebody's kid, yeah, and all. you you will immediately. I don't care if you're a doctor, lawyer, you lose all that. Yeah. Yeah, the hood the, comes where's the, out. Where's the class then? Exactly. So, for for there was a lot of things personal for Khabib that just that just snapped, and I, I I understand I understand why. My thing is, couldn't Conor McGregor be an actor right now? Like, there's a role that Conor McGregor could play if he was kind of like a Irish James Bond. Needs to be like, another Creed. Well, no, not even not even that. But oh, he's gotta saying, be. I mean, yeah, he could do it. Like, yeah. if you just you just get the tattoos removed, or whatever, or, or you know, covered over. But I'm saying, if he was like a like he's a movie character, like, could you imagine him in like a film in which like like there's never been like a, a, a like a white dude that was like cussing and you know what I'm saying like solving right. crimes like like he's a he's like a doper like Jason Statham you know what I'm saying yeah like well, and like you know he'd be killing him with the suits you know what yeah, I'm saying yeah. like you can't you can't front on his tailor. He, he's polarizing for for sure, yeah. but but the one thing with him, I I think we're at a point now where he's he's more talk and show than he is skill. If you look at conditioning, conditioning's always been an issue for him. Yeah, but, we against the top dude, but but he he's supposed to be the top dude. But no one had him as the the odds on favorite. You, you, you I, I don't know who the odds on favorite was, but most people were rooting yeah, you're, for you're, Connor. Yeah, you're there for him because he's the draw, right? But but I mean, you know, UFC. If you you go like twenty six and zero, that's I mean, no one's really 
undefeated except for John Jones, who has like a disqualification but never really been defeated. But he doesn't come into these, you know, certain fights properly conditioned and prepared. That's that's true. But I mean, and, and like, you how know, much did he make for this one? Three million. Okay. How do you go for three million when you made? What did he make for um, Floyd? I mean, probably close to a hundred. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I just wouldn't do it. I, <laughs> you just like if I made three. How can I make three million dollars for for the for the 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 type of punishment you take in in, in um compared hey, to? I hear you. I would. I mean, I would have ran as soon as that Floyd fight was over. I'm like, hey, we run this back. Yep. We can run it back for half. Right. You give me twenty million. That, and and that, and that's why he did it. I yeah. mean, I, I see. I liked the the McGregor Mayweather fight I, I love that that happened i thought it needed to happen because yeah. there were so many boring things i think in the fight world like i'm not a big ufc guy i don't watch it i'm i'm not uh-huh. i'm not trying to go like with mcgregor i'll go and watch his fight like yeah. i think he's he's a guy i want to see fight but there's just not been anything interesting so when mayweather and mcgregor get together it's like but he fought decently enough against mayweather that couldn't he earn a Eight million dollar payday against Canelo, against Pacquiao. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he could have fought someone. I still think he gets beat, but but yeah. But but I, I mean, I'm about the money for him. Absolutely. Like, like you're, you're 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 not gonna be. You're not. You're no longer the greatest. You never were, but you but you you it's out of your the realm that you're gonna be the best in either sport. So why not play like this cat cat Kyler Murray, um, quarterback for Oklahoma. He like was the number five pick in baseball, and in the baseball draft, he's a Heisman Trophy candidate right now, like top five um, player in college football. But he's basically let everybody know that he's playing baseball. So I'm like, why are you even playing quarterback? Like you, you could only hurt yourself if you have already decided that your right. career is in baseball, and you know. You make way more money in baseball. Even if you're a quarterback, you still make. If you're great in baseball, you make way more money than, than you know even oh. you know, Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, There's unless no- you're married to Giselle. And if I'm not mistaken, then they say that he right now he's making like just as much as his head coach at, at Oklahoma. Yeah, he's he's already making like like I don't know if he's making that much, but he's getting he's getting broke off. He's making more than the assistant coach. He might be making more than the head coach because like he, he's a young head coach, but yeah. Yeah. Wait, let's 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 stick with Vegas. Yeah. Mario, did you hear about this? All right. Last week in the news, all right, this this uh this story came out. But but prior to that, Suge Knight, former CEO of Death Row Records, was sentenced to twenty eight years in jail due to a hit and run. Did you hear about the hit and run in, in Compton when he killed somebody? I think it was like 2015. Yeah, I heard about it. So he was sentenced to 28 years in jail. So Suge Knight's son, Suge Knight Jr., goes on Instagram, and he says, just want to let you guys know, Tupac's still alive. He's in Malaysia. And he posts a video of a guy who looks like a 47-year-old Tupac with this red scully on, he takes his scully off, ball head, mustache, and it looks like a 47-year-old Tupac. So he posts that IG video, and then shortly after that, he posts a screenshot of text messages that he got that says, you're talking too much, watch your back, and then there's a video of somebody following him, and there's all this drama. Mario, do you really think... Tupac 
is still alive. Look, if, if Tupac is still alive, I need for him to, to show up with a, a picture of something that happened in 2003 followed by an article. Why that 2003? Was, it, it, I don't look. What happened in 2000? Oh, you mean just like a random yeah, event? Yeah, just a random event. Okay. An article that was written sometime between 1997 and 2010. <laughs> and I understand your years. Why not 2018? Well, look. <laughs> if to, I, I, look, it's it's nothing that anybody could do to make me believe Tupac is still alive. I saw. So I, you think he's dead? You think he's dead? You're sure Tupac is dead, Mario? I saw pictures of t- Tupac. Body shot up. Yeah, they had them sliced up. Yeah, which is which they say is a real autopsy photo. photo. Yeah, many people have confirmed that. I'm, my cousin cried when Tupac died. I don't know why she cried, but she cried. That rhymed. Is that a rhyme? That, that sounds like I mean, something. Is that Jake, a rap? J. Cole said, I didn't cry when Tupac died, but I will when Hope No, no that's, that's what Drake said. Did Drake say that or J. Cole? No, Drake said that. Drake said that? Yeah. I shouldn't be knowing shout Drake out, lyrics like that. Drake. But, I mean, I guess it's my Glenn, thing is. It's Tupac alive. I hope he is, but, I, but I, 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 here's my thing. Well, can I get my money back because I did go see the Tupac movie. You didn't like it? If, no, but if, if, he's, if he's still alive, then I feel like we, we, we've, we've been bamboozled. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, but, he, but he's not... He doesn't owe you for the for the art that's created upon what people think is 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 his fate. But my thing is, he he missed his his point. Like if Tupac comes back right now, he's still a forty year old rapper who hasn't released no material in over twenty years. So that's not well. That's not true because he yeah he had an album come out after he passed away several. But I mean, but but it's not new material. It, it's just it's but just, it was unreleased material. Yeah, but that's a different thing. Like Elvis got unreleased material. You know what I'm saying? It's not like banging in the streets. It, it, every year after Elvis, every year going forward, you lose some of the sting. I'm saying Tupac died when he was what? 26? 25. Yeah. So it was 1996. So think, think September how, 13th, how right? young, like, think of all the rappers we, we respect right now in the game as being like in their prime. Like, Kendrick and Drake and Cole, all these cats are like thirty-one to like thirty-three years old. If if Tupac comes back in like oh five, he he run he runs the table because you just like oh this this cat is he's still looking like Tupac. He's still young enough. But if you come back at forty-seven, you're just like well, I don't, I don't think he yeah I don't think anybody would be checking for his music if he if it's he just came a different back. thing like right. like you still could get the party started at you know imagine if we thought Snoop Dogg was dead. And then he comes back and he's like Snoop Dogg right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's a hell of a story anytime someone returns from the dead. Sure. In fact, their religion's based upon this concept. But it's still, you. if you were alive, you missed your sweet spot for the return. It is, it's illegal to fake your death. Only? For, you, you, right? can do, you can do it after seven years. Notice, <laughs> well, there you have it. Notice the, the name Mac- really? Machiavelli did it, uh, and then after seven years he returned. Therefore, it's no longer a crime. But if you fake that was a long time ago, he he, he went more than seven. That's what I'm saying. If he came back at 32, you know what I'm saying. And that was the big conspiracy behind the whole people thinking that Tupac's alive because of the name of the album. Let me ask you this though: Do you think this Tupac is still alive thing will ever pardon the pun will ever die? Uh, I mean, we're getting to the point though where the kids. So, for example, 
Nick Campbell, the young man I interviewed on my Basketball Insider podcast, high school junior, lives in Vegas. I was talking to him on the phone one day, and I was like, hey, have you ever been to the the like the intersection where, where Tupac was killed? He was like, I don't even, I don't even know where that is, man. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't really listen to him like that. And I'm like, do kids even yeah. know about that? He's like, hmm. So we're we're getting to a point where yeah the the culture is it, no longer that's no that's not relevant to anybody under twenty five years old yeah like like XXX death is like bigger to them right now oh it has to be yeah right so, so do you think we'll ever die will this will this will this in yeah. our lifetime uh well it's just like the people who thought Elvis was still alive yeah just like those those guys yeah, they, you, do people still say that. Not no, anymore, no. but, but that's what I'm saying. dead now, with the, anyway. With the generation prior, though, that was like the big thing. Yeah, but nobody ever, nobody ever took the time out to wonder if Marvin Gaye was still alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I mean, I think if you have like a normal funeral, it's kind of a different thing as well. And like his dad was arrested for the, you know, what I'm saying it wasn't that wasn't like a, uh, uh, it was no conspiracies around Marvin Gaye. Like, oh, Mar- yeah. Marvin Gaye was trying to expose the Illuminati, so his dad shot. Right. <laughs> Right, but people be acting like like Pac was tapping into something that the world what wasn't supposed to know about. Right. So. Now, now listen, Suge Knight, former college football player. Yeah. UNLV, two years. Yep. Let's jump into some college football. Cool. Okay. Now, week seven of college football is here. Let's talk about some teams of interest. Ohio State is number three. Yep. Notre Dame is number five. Mario's Michigan Wolverines are number 12. My Florida Gators are number 14, creeping up on Michigan. After a huge win. After a huge win, that's right. UK, one of the surprise college teams this year. Yeah. Number 18. And coming in and checking in at number 25. The University of Cincinnati Bearcats. Yes, sir. All right, so Glenn, thoughts on OSU to this point? Uh, looking looking pretty good. Um, the quarterback is is probably an upgrade from Barrett. He's been super accurate. He's won the um, Heisman Trophy favorites as well. Um, the defense is gelling, but they lost their, their best player, um, Nick Bosa, who is just yep. just a savage. Like like Nick Bosa is just getting sacks. I mean, he's almost like like unstoppable. Um. He should be back by the last, like, two or three games of the season. I'm hearing. I'm sure they want to take it slow since he's kind of a top two or three draft pick. Yeah, um, number up. one. But um, it's – um, they they look good, but they always kind of struggle in games kind of to a certain point, and then they kind of – their talent and depth just tends to take over, and, and then they, like, close out all the games. So – that's been the deal so far, but they look like they're the class in the Big Ten, and and they they beat had a uh, great game comeback against Penn, Penn State, State. Yeah. and that seemingly will be their toughest game this season. Obviously, you always have to worry about the the big game at Michigan, and they play Wisconsin as well, I believe. Or, or this do they play Wisconsin this year? This might be the year they don't play I, Wisconsin. So I, they don't. Do, they play Wisconsin this year, I believe. Okay. No, I thought they don't, but they play them because they played them last year. Yes. So I think they don't play them, but then they'll they'll meet them probably in the 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 Big Ten championship. Okay. So SU has Minnesota this coming weekend. Yeah, I believe. So Mario, thoughts on your number twelve Michigan Wolverines? I'm nervous every week. They they don't they haven't looked good. Defense the defense is is good. They 
the offense can't get it going. Shea Patterson starts slow. Wide receivers are subpar outside of People's Jones. They're just random this, this guys. This is the most trepidation I've heard Mario speak speak about a Michigan uh, team in quite some time. Higdon is getting run into the ground right now. I do like True Wilson. He's young, but I like him. Chris Evans has not played in the past two weeks because he's been injured. Why can't Michigan get a good run back? I mean, they do. I mean, they have two, Chris Evans and Higdon, but, but Chris they're, Evans they're, is, they're, is injured. But they're not not elite quality. I mean, like an uh, all-American all running back. Who is the last all-American running back they had? Higdon, I would consider him an elite runner, but the last all-American running back that they had was Hart. Hart? Yep, I Hart. mean, Hart was good, but I don't think he, he was. I mean, you have to go back to like Ty Wheatley where you had like a dude that was like a no, stud. No, Chris, Chris Perry was a stud in college. Chris Perry was fine. No, Chris Perry was a stud in college. Okay, so if if – Today, we're talking about today. Ohio State plays Michigan. Oh, so it's not a- Mario. If, if they played to like this today. week coming up, oh, they look terrible last week. They Ohio State will run them in Ohio so, State. Okay, Dwayne Haskins is like okay. next level. Fair enough. So, fast forward to when the game actually will happen. Do you think your Michigan Wolverines will be better and will be ready at that point? Well, I think and it's a it's at home it's a it's, 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 it's in Ohio State, but. I want. I really want to see how they look against Wisconsin, and then I want to see how they look against Penn State. I They've think, got a brutal schedule yeah. coming up. Like it's really not fair what you did. Michigan basically plays. Obviously, Ohio State is the best team on their schedule annually, but you can make a case that they play as Big Ten wise. They play the second, third, and fourth team in succession. If, if you know, not including themselves in a row, and that's like it's it's almost not fair. Like I like like. If if they get through that undefeated, they deservedly should be a top six team in the country. Yeah, I agree. All right, so my Bearcats. All right, I want to talk about my Bearcats a little bit. What's going on with them? How how are they? How are they so good this year? And then we're just kind of middle of the pack, forgotten about yesterday last year. So I th- I think it's a it, it's a mixture of a lot of things. Uh, number one, their schedule isn't great. Okay. So, but that UCLA win was was impressive. That In was UCLA, impressive, and we thought so, UCLA was going to be good. So let me let me let me build it up here. They're the, they're the number three youngest team in, in college football. So they're they're very young. However, they are very very athletic. Okay. And I mean they they're they're guys running all over that field that are making plays that we just haven't seen. You know, bear, especially defensively. I'm talking okay. about. That we just haven't seen in a while out of a Bearcat football team. So, if you look, even though their schedule hasn't been great, they've won games that you would think a young team would lose. You're down at UCLA. Yeah. You fly all the way across the country. Yeah, on the road, no doubt. On the road, come back and win. They beat Miami Oxford, who historically has always played them tough. They beat them in basically a monsoon. It it poured the entire game. That that was a that was a good win. Yeah. UConn, it's a game they play at UConn. They should beat UConn. UConn scores the first play of the game. Okay. And they just find a way and they just they beat the one thing this this UC football team has done is the teams they should blow out, they've blown out. Yeah. They haven't blown out a team. And I don't know how many years. Yeah, that that, and they, that speaks to to when you're doing something right. If you just take care of business with the teams that you should beat, and then if you you know when you get to tougher teams, you know what I'm saying you 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 don't get blown out by them. It's a game, and like undefeated, like that's that's crazy. And, and they usually say that a new coach 
you start to see in the second year with a new coach yeah. in college football if they're turning the they're turning the ship. Yeah. And 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 fickle. And I've said this since he got there. When I first met him, I'm like, he's a program guy. Like, and what I mean by that, a program guy, it's like he's building from from ground zero uh, a, a strong program. So, who who's on the horizon? Who 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 does do they have any ranked teams ahead of them? On the so, uh, UCF and South Florida are their two probably biggest games at the end of the year. Okay, I do they play Houston this year? No. Okay. No. Those are the two two biggest games, and yeah. I'm cool with that. No, they'll get a bowl. They're already bowl eligible, yeah. and I, I think they'll. It's good for a, a young football team that they oh, have. No doubt. But I, I mean, mean, like I said, th- those games are, are UCF is ranked ahead of them. South Florida ranked ahead of them. Um, I, I don't know. Are yeah, they Mario? They are. Okay. Okay. So I mean, but those are winnable games. They're ones away, ones on the road. I yeah. can't remember. I mean, obviously, you know. Well, the, the South Florida game is home, and then UCF is the following week at Central Florida. Yeah, that, that'll be tough. But but like I said, if they can, if they split those, you know, they, they've got a case for for you know what I'm saying something. But like I said, if they can win both of those, oh man, I mean they're, they're undefeated, and, right? They'll, they'll be undefeated. Absolutely, and it's just all momentum, I think, for next year. Yeah, and with a lot of those guys coming back yeah, next year, if you're year. third youngest team, that means that the next year is real, and and, and yep. even I mean third youngest. I mean I don't know I mean. Cats are eligible to go who, who who are in you know pro prospects, but if you're the third youngest, that means that that next year and the year after that, you you should be be real set. Yeah, and yep. and don't forget Michael Warren the second is oh, yeah, what, he's, leading the nation right now in rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he's tough. He's tough, and he's so tough because what they 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 know he's a freshman. They oh, wow. know he's gonna run it. Or, I'm sorry, he's a sophomore. Okay. And he's not there. He he wasn't he wasn't pegged as their starting running back. The starting running back got hurt. He was the second guy. Yeah, dokes. So yeah. So let me talk about my Gators just real quickly. Um, I went to the LSU game this weekend. The big game. The big game sold out. Saw Tim Tebow face to face. Got <laughs> got blessed by him. Was in, in the aura of Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. He got honored. He he got he. Uh, they put him in the ring of honor. So Tim Tebow, if you if you go to a Gators game, you go to the Swamp. Out front, they have statues of the Heisman Trophy winners. So Tebow has a statue. You go inside the arena; they have a big Heisman thing the at the pledge. top of the stadium. Did he, did he say the pledge or whatever? What's it called? And then, yeah, against uh, I think that was when they lost. Is to it like, called the pledge? What's it called? Yeah, I think it's called the pledge. That's so crazy. I, for, I forget. The pledge. I, then to the left, they put him in the the, the, whole the ring of honor. Does the whole stadium recite he, the pledge? He has two, he has three. His name and his image are in the stadium three times as big as you can get. That's crazy. Like it, it's well, he's deserved. I mean, he's one of the the, the great college football players of it's all kind time. Of like when you go to UC and you see Alex's name just on on, on countless. Exactly. He, they have this thing called the oath. <laughs> Well, I, listen. Where, where, but, Al, where Alex posts a controversial Colin Kaepernick picture, <laughs> and, and a lot of people uh, <laughs> stop sending funding. I, you know what? This this Gator team. I don't know how they're winning. Some of the games they are. I tell you, they're finding ways to win. I tell you, at halftime, Tim they, Tebow speaks. Nope, they have a little, little something they like to call Gatorade. Yeah, true, true. Orange. Well, I I hope I hope the Gators can uh, can can keep it going. Yeah. I, and we'll we'll see. And and they were they had the same team this year as they had last year. And my assumption is a lot of those guys will be back next okay. year. So I think I think uh 
I think Coach is going to turn that around. Seriously, I think he'll get that going. Okay. Um, any other thoughts on uh, on, on college football? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm tripping out that UK is good, but I mean, right now, if you want to separate teams into tiers, Alabama is just a, a tier to themselves. Man, there, it's like, like the first tier consists of Alabama and nobody else. Like, who's gonna? So, what is it? I think it's Georgia's second. Ohio State's third, correct? Yeah, Georgia and Ohio State can give them a game. I assume Clemson at some point as well, but that's the list of, of teams that I even feel like could beat them. And, and even then, I wouldn't make any team um, more than a uh, – the, 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 the line wouldn't be less than eight points probably. I mean – Because their does, quarterback does, is so live. Does boredom set in? It could, but you know, Saban gets mad at just anything. Like, anything. Say, it's the funniest thing. Listen to him in, in the some of it's contrived, but it's not like um, Greg Popovich contrived. Oh yeah, like he, he'll legitimately seem mad. Like they'll ask a question, and he's just like, like they ask him um, about not getting the running game going this this uh, in the first half, whatever. And he was like, um, um, well, you know, do they give more points for for running touchdowns and throwing them? Oh, I saw, yeah, just like, I heard that. Like, you know what we're saying because if we just praise them all, then you're getting mad like, like, well, this is why we can't do anything any good because you're just saying we're, we're perfect every week. And it's like, well, come on, man. Like you can't you can't have it both ways, right? But um, they're the the deal is always they had so much damn talent up and down the roster that you would just get a quarterback that was a game manager and you basically could beat anybody anyway. Now you got a dude that looks like the number one draft pick the year he comes out and I don't know what to what to make of it. Yeah, I, I like that dude is like Russell Wilson is 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 on 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 the game right now. I mean do you do you think anybody uh can you think anybody can beat him? I mean, like I said, the, the Georgia match is kind of gonna be the only thing. And I mean the thing about Alabama that bothers me is that even if they lose, you still have to put them in the the tournament because you know that this is the best team. Right. Even though like like that's always bothers me about the college football because regards like like UC can go undefeated this year. They're not gonna make the they're not gonna put them in the tournament because we just know right. anecdotally that the best talent is at like one of these five or six schools and you know we're not gonna do it. Right. Yeah. Like if if UC could beat the exact same teams that say Notre Dame did, but we'll give Notre Dame because that's a that's a name, and we won't do that for you know Central Florida. Right. Well, hey, listen, <clears throat> let's jump into a little bit of NBA talk. Let's do it. It's it's preseason. It's crazy how quickly it's coming up on us now. Man, it used to, it used to be like after Halloween. Now it's like mid October. Do you remember the one year they didn't start? I think because of the lockout, they didn't start till like Christmas. I wish they almost would do that just to. That's what a lot of people say. Here's the thing: nobody wants to watch baseball. So if you made, <laughs> if you made, I like playoff baseball now. Playoff baseball is live. Yeah, not regular, but, but, but regular. Like, put. I was making a point, not not to, not to to go off subject and bash baseball, but the Reds started out three and eighteen this year, and in the parliaments of of seasonal percentages, that's basically like losing your first two games in the NFL. Uh-huh. 
Well, you can lose your first two games in the NFL, and you can make up those two games in maybe five weeks. It is impossible to be 18 down right, and come back off of that. Right. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but listen, re- regular seasons, tough for me. Um, playoff baseball. I, I enjoy. Yeah, but I'm just saying, I, no one wants to watch watch. The, the team was three and eighteen in their season. We knew we knew they were win win the World Series, but it, it was it was a wrap. Well, you know what? This is going to be a great segue. Okay. Because we have a guest right now. All right. We have a call in. We're going to talk a little playoff baseball. Okay. We're going to talk a little NFL. I'd like to bring in our next guest. He was born in Brooklyn, home of Biggie and Jay Z. All right. He thinks he knows a lot about pizza, but he, but he really doesn't. That's a bold statement. And a lot of people from New York think they know a lot about pizza. Okay. But when he when he lived here in Cincinnati for a short period, we we would go get pizza in Mason. And but we all know Mario, Glenn, the best pizza is Dewey's, right? That's incorrect. That's, that's not correct. Okay, well we're go, we're going to debate that here shortly because th- th- this guy loves to debate pizza. But he worked at ESPN at one point, sports director at WYMT in Hazard, Kentucky. Was a sports anchor at WLKY in Louisville, a sports reporter at WLWT here in Cincinnati, and that's how he and I met. And now a sports anchor at WEWS in Cleveland. Like to bring in Derek Forrest. Derek, now have you found any pizza better than Dewey's in Cleveland? Meats? Meats? There's a Dewey's in Cleveland, by the way. Yes! I don't know if you're aware. I'm coming. And I'll never set foot in it. Thank I'll you. never set foot in it. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're a hater, Derek. You are, you are a hater. My, my, my co-host here, Glenn <laughs> Riley, he doesn't think Dewey's is the best pizza either. I don't think it's in the top 60% of pizza options. <laughs> Derek, I mean, even not even close. And the 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 funny thing about it is, so the first like when I meet Meech, he's like, "You gotta hit up some pizza," and I'm like, "All right, give me the best option you got." And it's Dewey's, and that's the first place I go to in Cincinnati. (laughs) Well, okay, wait a minute. Good. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Thank you. Hold on. It was not good. Here's what happened, though. No, we we need to rewind that. Here's actually what happened. You actually. Ask me, this is and make I didn't you look worse. This is gonna make you look worse. No, I didn't hear. <laughs> I didn't hear the question. You asked me what's the best New York style pizza in Cincinnati, and I didn't hear that. Yeah, I heard what's the best Dewey's. pizza, and I said Dewey's. Still so, wrong. So wrong you go and you tell me this is not New York style pizza, and I'm like, I never said it was. Goodfellas is better than Dewey's. Stop. So many. You, you guys. There, there you are. Gave, but you know what? You gave me. Wait a minute. You gave me another New York style pizza recommendation. No, that you legit was like, yeah, this is New York style. It was in Hyde Park. What was the name of that one? Uh, there were there's there's two in um, Mount Lookout. There's um, they changed the name of it. It was Lucy Blue, and then there was Ramundo, yeah, and then Ramundos, which that was it. I'm not that a huge it. fan not of Ramundos, huh? Not even close. You go. That's you go. That's New York style pizza. No, it I'm not it a fan of Ramundos, but okay. anyway. But hey, listen. You, rec- you recommend me, D- Derek? Listen, you're a longtime baseball guy. Matter of fact, I think you played baseball for over what about 18 years or so. Yeah, 18 years. And you you were at yeah. the you were at the Indians game today, and they lost uh, 11 to three, right? 
I was I was at the Indians game. That's probably why they lost. <laughs> <laughs> now, hey, many many people are picking Houston to win the whole thing. They're going to win the World Series. Do you think they'll win? I was one of those people who thought the winner of the Indians Astros series would win the World Series. Um, yeah, they're freaking good. Like watching them again today and seeing them. This is the first time I saw them in person this year. Unbelievable. And there's got and there were guys on the team that coming in in the regular season didn't have the best year uh, projected from what they did last year. One of them, George Springer, went off on the Indians. Uh, hit four home runs in this series, one in each game. Hit two today. They look good, and they have the pitching staff to back it. Yeah, that's what makes them so dangerous. So, do you think you think Dodgers Houston World Series? That would be amazing, only for the simple fact that it's so hard to get back to the World Series two years straight for one team, but for both teams to do it, because that that would be a rematch of last year's World Series and, and Dodgers, and that's and an old NL West matchup. Is, yeah, exactly. Um, and Houston still plays kind of NL ball. Like today, they were manufacturing yeah. runs and and like all that stuff, but. Uh, What's so funny is last year I was rooting so hard for the Dodgers to win just because I love their young talent. But if we get the same matchup, I'm rooting for Houston. They're just so good. Yeah. Alex is really mad that uh, that um, they don't wear the the rainbow uniforms, and Jose Cruz doesn't make more cameos. <laughs> I miss those. I really do. Like he's being honest. I really do miss the those, old, Derek. The we got to do a go- Nolan Ryan Astros genies. Yes, we're gonna do a GoFundMe to get Alex uh, a a uh, a Jose Cruz throwback for his birthday next year. Please do <laughs> start that up. Derek will donate to, towards that. Hey, Derek. So we were just talking about this before we brought you on. I, I, listen, you know me, and you know I'm not a big baseball guy. Like like regular season baseball, I just can't get interested in it. But playoff baseball, like I'm in. What's you you watch you watch every single game like you are totally you are totally into it and that, that's that's a minority I mean a minority of people don't really tune into regular season baseball like that Do you agree with that I totally agree with it and even though I played for so long I'm totally of the belief that uh, baseball doesn't work in what you can call an ADD society It's just yeah. it's just Way too, it's just way too long for the common viewer to just sit there and watch because there isn't a lot of action. There isn't a lot of quote unquote action, even though there's always something going on in baseball. But to the average viewer, especially when you're watching on television, there's not much going on. Now, when you go to a game and you can sit there with someone who understands the game, there's something going on in every play and it's exciting. But I totally get why people, I totally get why people don't, uh, don't really enjoy it until the postseason, like yourself, Alex. Well, when your team sucks, like the Reds, <laughs> like the the Reds were, <laughs> like I was saying earlier, like the Reds were three and eighteen to start the season. Now, like the Steelers, like two games back behind the Bengals, and I don't think there's too many Bengals fans that are like, uh, we don't have to worry about them anymore. That's a wrap. But when you start three and eighteen in the baseball season, which is kind of the equivalent of going zero and two, there is no chance of you ever being first place in your division. Like that cannot happen. You are, yeah. you are, you start the season like down fifteen games or whatever, and it's just a wrap. And you're just like, I have a hundred and sixty more of the or hundred and forty more of these to go. And it's like, what are we doing here? Right. 
hey. just showing up for the food at a certain yeah. point. Derek, will the Reds ever yeah, be good again? Then, yeah, the Reds will be good again. See, the last couple of years, even when I was in Cincy, the problem isn't the Reds' offense. The problem is the Reds' pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they have they have none. Um, oh, Homer Bailey's Matt coming around. For a, yeah, yeah. They keep saying that. Season, um, <laughs> uh, Scooter Jeanette, Eugenio Suarez, Joey Votto, those are the, the, that's the heartbeat of the offense, and they perform, even though Joey Votto's batting average might have been a little bit lower than what Reds fans are, are accustomed to. Scooter's come on strong the last two years, and Suarez all of a sudden like had an all-star season this year. Um, that's not their problem, especially in that ballpark where the ball flies. The problem is they have no pitching and they need to figure out a way to solidify that. I don't know how you do it. Clearly, it doesn't seem like it's in the draft and in your farm system because a lot of these guys have come up to the farm system. You keep your fingers crossed for Hunter Green and hope that he pans out, but that's their issue right now. You can't have pitching that bad and play in the stadium that's the dimensions of the Little League World Series. Yeah. (laughs) They're playing in a wiffle ball field. Like, like. (laughs) When you're in the outfield at the Red Stadium, you can literally talk to to somebody at home plate. <laughs> hey, hey, Derek, let's talk about these Cleveland Browns. That I mean, you're. Yeah, I was a little. I was. I'm not. A, I'm not a Browns fan, but I'm a little offended how you talked about the Bengals only being two games up on the Steelers when you shouldn't be worried about the Browns. That that was that was Glenn talking about that. That that wasn't. I mean, so the Browns are where they. Two and two and one, right? They t- they tied uh, they tied one game. Now you're right there in the heart of it all with at Cleveland. What do you make of these Browns? What's the talk of the town right now? Super Bowl? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I still think I still think the expectation is six to seven wins, and maybe they could they could make a run for a wild card if there's one open for like eight and eight, nine and seven. Nine and seven's really pushing it. Even eight and eight's pushing it. Well, eight, but seven, and one. This is a team. Or yeah, well, yeah, I have to include the tie now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but looking at this team on paper, they are good. Yeah. And they're showing that right now. They're competitive in every game that they've played in. They've played in five games. They've either won or lost by five or fewer points. Yeah. You couldn't say that about the Browns of last year. No doubt. You know, right. They go to overtime. They, they go to overtime three times now, which is unbelievable. That's I a record, right? The game was going to be another. <laughs> it's not a record. They've actually they've done it before. They did it in '89, and then the Falcons did it in 2002. Okay. Wow, man. Now, so, have, have you had a chance to uh, interview Baker Mayfield? Uh, one on one, I have not interviewed Baker Mayfield. Yet. Okay, what's your what's your impression? I'm, I'm a fan though. Okay, I'm a I'm a huge fan. I was a, I was a fan the moment they drafted him. I remember being in the Browns draft room on draft day and talking to fans, and they were asking me who did I want to go number one, and I said Baker Mayfield. So the simple fact that at least in college he is a competitor mm-hmm. from. Just the way he responds to good plays, the way he celebrates, the way he picks up his team. I'm not even talking about the way he plays, because people like to make that comparison. I'm just talking about his competitive spirit reminds me of Brett Favre. Yeah. And that's what I like to see. I like to see players 
running up and down the sideline during big catches or big touchdowns, things like that. And you get that from Baker. This coming from a New York Giants fan who I love, Eli Manning, yeah. but you get nothing from him. That's not I'm the like, spirit I don't know he what he's thinking. You remember that time Eli Manning <laughs> took um, the Mississippi flag and he staked it in the middle of the Ohio State Stadium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah he did it like four times. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's his personality. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Derek. But that was the thing. That was the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our producer Mario has a question for you. Uh oh. Hey, hey, <laughs> Derek. Uh, I just got a question. Like, what do you feel like the the morale the morale is around the the Cleveland Browns locker room and organization? Just with the simple fact that right now they're two two and one, but they could, in theory, be be five four. and zero. Yeah. I think coming off of the last two years, only being one and thirty one. They're totally fine. <laughs> I think if they were in a different situation, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for like, sure. You hadn't won a game in almost two seasons. So the fact that you're 2-2-1, two, two I think they'll take it. Um, baby steps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Hugh Jackson wishes they were 5-0 and because oh, his his job is still on the line. Yeah. And he's still making questionable calls. A better coach may have, may have had like, that team at 5-0. and oh. Yeah, I, you could debate that. Yeah. You can debate that for sure. So, but they're in good shape. They're two, two, and one. They're within striking distance of you guys as Bengals, and not my Bengals. I'm not a Bengals fan. Derek uh, Glenn is. <laughs> well, who's your team then? I don't really root for a team. Well, to be honest go. with you. Well, where do you, so, where do you pay whoever, taxes whoever, to? Whoever, wait, whoever, whoever LeBron's playing for. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. Hey, I got that. By the way, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But I got that Lakers right. We we talked about that. You, you we're gonna bring that up here shortly. As but much of the country did, by the except way. Except Derek Forrest. Now, hey Derek, uh, you know the knock on Baker early on was when, when he was drafted that he was too small. And I'm sure you heard that a lot, right? Oh, of course, yeah. But at the same time, I mean, Drew Brees is small, right? Drew Brees is small. Then you have Russell, Russell Wilson, Wilson. Everybody always yeah. talks about. I think Russell well, Wilson broke <clears throat> broke the mold. Post Russell Wilson. Well, Drew Brees tonight should break the record, right, for yardage. Tonight he's going all time leading. Yeah, all time. Yeah. yeah. Well, there, there you go. So, uh, real quick too, since you spent time here in Cincinnati, your thoughts on the Bengals? Will they win a playoff game this year? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with no. Only, you know what? I think they will because I'm not there. I think maybe I was the jinx. You were for yep. a little bit for a couple of years. Yeah. Because I mean, their their turnaround. And granted, we see football teams have turnarounds like this all the time. But the last few seasons, the Bengals were not good. Like in all honesty, last year, the first time I came to Cleveland for a game, this was when I was still working since Derek, I think we lost you there. Yeah, I think. I th- yeah, I think it's. I think we lost him over there, Mario. Nah, he's still on. I think uh, his phone reception might have went that. Oh, okay. Okay, what the what the bring? See if we can bring him back around here. Um, but L- li- the 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 perils of, of live television. Hey, so um, so yeah, talk, talking about the Bengals here winning a playoff game. Now you you think they are right, Glenn? Well, I mean. I don't really believe in the jinx factor. Like like so I'm kinda like Hello? if they get in, they're probably gonna be the lower end. If they have home field advantage, I mean, cause 
you're playing always the Patriots and the Steelers. That's normally been the the deal. Right. And like I said, they shouldn't have won any of the games that they played except for like the time they were home against San Diego. I think that was the only time they're a favorite. And you know, it's the law of average. Like eventually you're gonna get a uh somebody who's you know, they're gonna have the quarterback that throws, you know, two interceptions and you don't. So you win just off of that. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm never kind of you know like when I mean I'm still pissed that that your boy fumbled against the Steelers because we had that mm-hmm. game won and that was like legitimately depressing. Right. But but beyond that, you know, most of the games I don't feel like we you know should have won. Like you know, Ben Roethlisberger is getting older, and he's he's starting to. You can make a case right now that he's no longer the best quarterback in the division. Right. And obviously Baker's coming up. Um, you know, Flacco is Flacco, and Dalton's been a, a pro bowler three times. So, I mean, you know, it's starting to be – it feels like like it's a lot more parody and, like, all the teams in there are kind of even. Yeah. I, I think we have Derek back. Derek, you there? Yeah, you guys didn't like me talking about the Bengals <laughs> that, and how – That was Glenn. I didn't think they were going to win a playoff game, so you guys just uh, – Alex is still mad about Dewey's. Um, yeah, I was mad about Dewey's. <laughs> I, I was waiting to cut you off. <laughs> Hey, while we have time, let's let's jump into let's jump into the Cavs real quick. So we, we we're LeBron's gone. So when LeBron doesn't play for the Cavs anymore, m- make sure we get this out there. You and I debated about this, and I said LeBron is gone. He's to L.A. And you told me no, he's going to stay in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Okay. So he left. What's what's the feeling right now in Cleveland? What's is there still a buzz about the Cavs? They've got some young talent. Here's the, here's the thing about about uh, you you winning that that debate. You didn't tell me you had an inside source, and you know you could have been a source of mine. I could have broke the story. You said <laughs> you just left me hanging, and then said afterwards, "Oh, by the way, like I had an inside guy." No, I don't have any inside. Guy. I don't have any inside scoop. He has he Derek. has L.A. real estate connections. I yeah, <laughs> that might be true. That might that uh, might be true. Check his selfie Rolodex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so what's the buzz there with the Cavs right now? Okay, so I left uh, Progressive, and I was parked in the garage. If you're if you're familiar with Cleveland at all, uh, Progressive and the Cure right next to each other. Um, I'm leaving Progressive, and I'm like, why are all these cars coming in the garage right now? Like, shouldn't people be leaving? The Indians game just left. There's a there's a uh, yeah, preseason game as the Cavs are taking on the Pacers. I turn it on, it's like sold out. Really? Oh wait, there wait. A- didn't didn't um didn't the owners set something up where people had to make like a three year commitment on season tickets, regardless? Of- uh, I couldn't I couldn't confirm that. Uh, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised only because the Q did go through renovations this year. Uh, so they were hoping for big crowds. So I'm sure they wanted LeBron here, yeah. and that was probably part of it. Like just thinking ahead with all the renovations and things like that. So, uh, so I mean, the buzz. I mean, it's not like it's not big. Like, hey, LeBron's in town, big. But you know, I think people are curious to see what this Kevin Love and Colin Sexton led team can do. Um, but the expectations aren't high. I think a lot of people are thinking. Maybe eight, seven seed in the East and squeak their way in since the East is still pretty weak. Um, but I think they're okay with 
not that they're okay with losing, but when you go into a season like Ty Lue and Kevin Love and those guys, the way they speak, you know they're not trying to win 50 games, 60 games. Yeah. They're being realistic with it, so the fans are being real, realistic back. Okay. Dan Gilbert must want to j- j- just kill LeBron, though. They, they, they have – they. I've never seen two people that rich dislike each other in, in a long time. <laughs> oh man! There is no love lost between those two, as 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 Bean Gene Oakland would say. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. But I like but, and yeah, I like the Sexton kid. I yeah. think he's good. Oh no doubt, he's fun to watch too. Like he'll 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 make some highlights this year. Yeah, he's yeah. the first player with just... ridiculous hair to be good in a, in a while. <laughs> Yeah, and you could just see you could just see him figuring out his game during the M- the NBA summer league games, and um, he'll get there. And they're and they're trying to play to a style. They want to push it up and down the floor this year. So uh, we'll see how it works out. Now, did you see when J.R. Smith got into it with Marcus Smart? I did not see that. Unfortunately, I gotta I gotta find that video. Um, I was too busy watching baseball. I got you. No, that's that's it's playoff season. So so Marcus Smart and J.R. Smith got into it, and it kind of carried over where I think uh, Marcus Smart said, "Meet me in the back." With USC, and then J.R. Smith said, "Meet me in the streets." So that's kind of how I feel with me and you in relation to this pizza debate. Me? Like, yeah, I I feel like you you could be J.R. Smith. I'll be Marcus Smart. Is that no? I think I think Dewey should be J.R. Smith because they make a lot of bad decisions. See, that's a see. <laughs> hey, Derek, don't don't laugh at that. They think they think the um, the pizza's done when it really has. has a, <laughs> it's got. They don't, they don't know the score. <laughs> see, but but see here the thing about meeting out in the streets though is if I just hang along the the riverfront in Cincinnati, you'll never find me because oh. you never hang out over there. Nah. I. So, do you, you want to tell him the story? He said he'll never see you in these streets. Yeah, he doesn't see me. Tell him the story, Derek, before you just leave it out there like that. What story? The story, the full, the full story, like the the riverfront story. So, I'm down at the riverfront with my girlfriend. So you're talking about that story? Uh, I think so. I think I think we're talking about the same one. Go ahead. Yeah, and I took a picture. Of yeah, yeah, right? that's it. I took that's a picture it. Of something down on the riverfront. Because uh, Courtney, uh, Courtney, my girlfriend, and I were hanging out on the swings on the riverfront. Hey, by the way, before I finish this, does anybody else in the room not named Alex Meacham know where the swings are on the riverfront? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't leave the house. Yeah, yeah. Glenn doesn't leave the house, so Mario, Mario so anyways, does. So, anyways, I take a picture of something, and Alex is like, "Where are you at?" And I said, "Oh, it was the photo of Great American Ballpark from the right field wall." Because it's along the river. Yeah. And you're like, where is that? And I said, it's along the river right outside Great American Ballpark. You've never been down there. Nope. Never gone never gone to any of the restaurants down there. Nope. But I had to introduce I had to introduce Meach to Yard House. <laughs> I knew where it was. I just hadn't been there. Yeah. Palomino's is closing, by the way. We, but we, we ended up going there. We ended up going there for dinner, right? Yeah. I I'd heard I I knew where it was. I just hadn't been there. But the photo you took, I thought you were in a different city. I'm like, where are you? Wait, I even... wait, you never been to your house? No, I, I hadn't been there. I knew where it was. But he took a photo. What is there? Was Derek showing? Was Derek showing you around Cincinnati? Stop, Mario. Yeah. I don't Basically. I don't like you guys Basically. just picking on me with the pizza thing, and then now you tell me I don't know anything about Cincinnati. Derek, you will never be on this podcast ever again. You are done. You ex- 
you explore LA with LeBron and Magic and everybody and selfies. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't even explore Cincinnati. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Go hang out. Yeah, go he's yet to go to a museum. Hey, go hang out with Gary Clark in Cincinnati. <laughs> and you'll be good. All right, I'm done with you, Derek. Man, hey, but no, seriously, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you coming on. Hey, listen, I told you, and you can hold me to this. I'm coming to Cleveland. And we're we're gonna get together. We'll go to go to a Cavs game or something. And go to Dewey's. And we're gonna go to Dewey's. You know about, no, no way. You know I'm about to give you. You know I'm about to give you another dig though. You said you were gonna do this, but it's gonna be cold, and it's gonna be too cold for you to be. In oh, that's right. That's right. Cleveland's a different cold, man. Well, that's a. If, by if, the way, by the way, since we're on this whole cold thing. Oh boy! I saw I saw your tweet about your your morning ritual and how you never get sick, but yeah, you're always sick. I'm never sick. <laughs> Whatever. I'm never sick. Whenever I, whenever, Glenn. Yeah. Am I ever sick? He uses that uh, that that powder. He's got me on that. I've, I've, I've wait, like, wait, wait, wait. You gotta preface what the powder is. Like you can't make it. People out here think I'm Travis Scott or something. Like it's cocaine. No. <laughs> What's that? Emergency. 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 The, the, Emergency. the C's for yeah, the uh, vitamin C. <laughs> it's for vitamin cocaine. <laughs> But uh, yeah. no, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I got you sick when you followed me around for those football games that week. I did. Pretty sure he got sick after that. I didn't. Well, drunk sick is a different than like like health sick, right? I I didn't get. I wasn't <laughs> drunk sick. See, Derek, I bring you on. Like usually, the podcast runs smooth, and you just have just wrecked everything. Does, does Alex have a problem with alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> no. So so listen. No no. So one time. I wanted to so when when Derek was working at WLWT, he was going to some high school football games. I said, "Hey, do you mind if I join you?" He was going to go shoot the games and take them back, edit, and report. I just wanted to learn more. Yeah. So I go to the game. It turns out that that day it's it's freezing cold and it's pouring down rain. So I say, "You know what? I said I was going to go. I'm going to go anyway." Yeah. Derek has no hat on. He's wearing a t-shirt, and it's like freezing. I'm like, "Are you crazy?" It was so cold. How cold was it? We were at the we were on the sideline and the head coach during the football game like looks at him and goes, You a bad dude, man. No coat, no hat. Oh, like wow. it was the middle of the game. I'm like Meach, he, oh, he was just being a journalist. That's it. I I guess. But so we gotta have if, if if the Indians make the World Series though, we gotta we gotta have him back on. Oh yeah, for sure. You you, you down with that? So I have to wait a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, but seriously, hey, uh, I'm going to come. I promise you I'm going to come to Cleveland. Hopefully I can get there before the weather breaks. We'll do a Cavs game. And we'll, we'll, listen, we'll go to the pizza place of your choice. that a deal? And we'll do it. Okay. Well, why don't you bring him on the week that the Bengals play the Browns? We could do that. <laughs> we could do that. You guys are just petitioning for Derek to come back on. Hey. Derek, man, you they, they enjoy you, man. Yeah, yeah Derek, Derek, Derek's uh, been one of our better guests. There you go. Because he's got dirt on you, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's not scared to tell it. Oh, hey, Derek, man, I appreciate. It. I'm gonna I'm give you a call tomorrow. I got to catch up with you on a couple things. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, guys. All right, Derek. Take care, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh man, and it, it's so funny. We we go to we go to a football game, and and Derek's Derek's a big dude. Like Mario, you've seen him before. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a big. I mean, he works out a yeah. lot. He's 
And man, he was walking through that man. It, it must have been six four two fifty eight. Well, I didn't want to tell him that my favorite team was the was the Yankees, so because he's a Mets fan. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he is big time, big time. But um, let's dive into our music topic here. Cool. All right, so we've got two things here music related, and then we're going to jump into our blast from the past. Let's talk about the the long anticipated Carter Five album. And Mario, I want to start with you. I know you're a Little Wayne fan, or you've at least been a Little Wayne fan in the past. Little Wayne is in my top five. Okay. What were your thoughts on the Carter Five? Um, it was better than the Carter Four. Yeah. Um, then I didn't. I didn't expect much, so I went in with no expectations of it because I know Little Wayne today is not Little Wayne where he was when the Carter Three came out. True. So. I think that it was okay for for what it was. I I felt like it was okay. Like it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But it put it it it, it successfully puts him back into the into the game. Yeah, yeah. and that, that that's what I think we were looking for, and I think that's what it accomplished. And and it's it's got hits on that. I started to uh, have um, the song "Mess" play in, in the intro, but but that flipped De Niro is is hot. I can't I can't front on that for the for the young folks. And I and I will say this. I, I give him. Three thumbs up for for coming into the album with the song with uh, XXX on it. Yeah, that was dope. Uh, that and also he he had a Manny Fresh beat on there. So yeah, so I'm all there for it. <clears throat> yeah, I, I really like that one. I was telling Glenn about that. I called him. I I really like that one. I'm glad he did that. I don't know if he had that in what the vault. What song is that? Um, man, what song is that? It's, I'm so glad t- he's away from Baby though. Because I mean, I just like like like. That you know, what I'm saying, I just think it was it was a bad deal, and that was just kind of like depressing that you had this dude that you know is one of the great. I've always rooted for Little Wayne be, because of not only that, I just feel like he's not like a bad dude. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Little Wayne seemed like a good, like a good dude. And he just did a, a rough situation. Yeah, and, and baby, why would you? Why would anybody sign with Birdman at this point? Well, because you don't have no other options. But I mean, still, well, yeah. you could. I could have zero options that I'm. I'm not signing with him. Well, yeah, I, but I mean, when somebody put up put a million dollars in front of your face, you know what I'm saying. I mean, but is it really a million? But I'm saying, <laughs> will you ever get that? Was Little Wayne in a worse situation than what Little Wayne would have been had he just been in the hood? I mean, I, I get it, but I'm saying, why does anybody? Everybody should. Every rapper should be an independent if you can afford to wait it out and get the the real lick you're supposed to get if you're getting what you deserve. But like. You know, there's nothing like the deal that takes you from a normal person to somebody who everybody knows. And if I said, I'm going to give you half a million. You don't need Birdman for that. Yeah, but. but well, you did. In, 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 in I'm two, talking about today. But but in this situation, though, it was, I think it was way different between Wayne and Birdman because Wayne had been around Cash Money. Yeah. For so, like, that's where I get his that. whole career was. I'm talking about today. If, a, if mean, an artist signs with Birdman today, you don't need him because you could either be somebody or you could be nobody. Yeah, it. that's what I'm saying. Like, 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 I don't know if you, if okay, Birdman sees you at at high school performing and whatever, and says, "I want to sign you." You, it ain't like you say, "Okay, well, let me call." Um, Hova, and let me call Dre, and let me call. You know what I'm saying? Let me call P Diddy and see. Yeah, and see see what what what's what's up. Like you don't really have any leverage in the situation. It's easy to say like once you know once I'm signed and got three hot singles out and and everybody knows like Little Baby or whatever or or, or who's or uh, NBA Young Boy or whatever. 
And he'd be like, well, gee, man, why would you sign with him? But it's I hate like, that name, NBA Young Boy. Well, he he's forever um, Rookie of the Year. Okay, I can't. Okay. <laughs> 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 you're, you're still mad. You're still mad that uh, that Bush got him in rookie of the year. Oh, <laughs> it, it, it'd be a young boy. All right, so I've got something for you guys, and we're gonna go around the go around the studio here. I'm gonna give you my top five, and you guys don't. If you guys don't have five, you can bring it down to three. Okay. My top five hip hop albums to this point in 2018. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start with number five, and you, I, can, I can get the argument if you say this isn't necessarily totally a, a hip-hop album, but Everything is Love, The Carters. Okay. Number four, and this just recently, I, I knocked this down a little bit. Number four, Nipsey Hussle, The oh. Victory Lap. Okay. A Nipsey Hussle album was fire. Really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, and number three, and I listened to it, Yesterday and again today when I worked out, T.I. Dime Trap. Dope, dope album. Okay. I'm hearing good things about it. I'm going to venture to say T.I., when it's all said and done, if you really dissect his his lyrics and his delivery and everything, he's one of the better rappers, I, I think, in the South ever. Obviously, people hold I Andre think, up. I don't think people argue that. Yeah, yeah I think that, that that's already... I, he's already accepted as one of the better rappers in, in South history. Okay. Why you no, quali- why you qualified it by region? <laughs> number two, Pusha T. So no J Rock. I don't have J Rock. Okay. I, but I but definitely a dope album. Yeah. Definitely a dope album. Number one, and Glenn's gonna disagree. I'm not gonna disagree. Travis Scott. That, that's insane. Travis Scott's album. I, I still listen to that today like I, i've listened to that probably you know four or five times in the last couple of weeks so what 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 about the most notable omission <clears throat> scorpion no we're in we're in the hell of scorpion scorpion that album it, 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 it did it, not it, it did not it didn't sit well with you it just didn't age well. Like, oh, come the, on, the it's second the, it's, the, it's the album of the summer. But like, all the kids are saying the same. Drake like, kids, the summer kids aren't even listening to it now. You, you heard? No, I, I, I disagree. Oh, p- t- people didn't want to listen to Kiki. You know? hmm? People didn't want to listen to Kiki. Kiki was the song of the summer. That's a, that's a dance. People don't really listen to that song. They do like that. No, they don't. Oh, come on. Not well, like that. They well, well, listen to it to dance, but that, but that's about it. Well, I don't know. I'm not asking them why. Why are you listening to this song more than any other song this summer? Listen, the second part of that album. Why do we listen to God's play garbage. more than any others? You, you you heard what he's about to drop next, right? Hopefully, the, a better album. The Michael Jackson song. That's the word. That's terrible. That song is so bad. That song is about to blow up. That song it, it will blow up because it's Drake, but it's not a good track. No, it is a good track. Listen, kids, kids didn't think that album was very good. Well, wait, wait, when did you start caring what, what what kids think exclusively? The the album was the number one album in the in the of the year period. But that's that's it's not number not not number one on my list. But it but it but that is indicative of a lot of people liking the album including so wait 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 wait, wait, wait. you saying that's the number one album on your list 
probably not the number one, but it, it, it's in the conversation. It has three songs of the year candidates. Well, well give us I, your that, top five. That doesn't that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything to me. What are the top songs? I'm talking about my list of top albums. I did not like Scorpion. Like it after after like the first couple listens, I was like, yeah, I, I like this. But then after a while, I was like, eh. Well, Glenn, give us your top five. I mean, I, I haven't had a. Con- considered list so i don't really want to give us three uh i mean obviously scorpions one i mean the ray shrimp album i felt had too many songs but like i guess if we're going by how how i measure album it's almost like it it would almost be like saying i went to the grocery store how many items i I take home in my my super in in my shopping basket and on that level, I still think Ray Schremer had a banging album. So probably I, I went away from 10 songs. Push's album was great, but it was so few that it's like I like probably five out of seven songs in the album, which is a, a great percentage rate. But it but the album was 21 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just kind of like I don't even know what that is. I really enjoyed um, Chance's offering on Coloring Book, but that was four songs. So I can't – not even Coloring Book, whatever that, that, was, yeah, that was called <clears> – <throat> So yeah, that I don't really know. An album. I, I didn't really. Um, the Carter's album, not not Wayne, but Jay Z. I still haven't got in that fully. Obviously, uh, Ape Shit's the joint. Um, I don't know. Like I, I thought that J Rock was really impressive um, for a couple of, of all the songs that he he dropped videos for that was live. I thought the ASAP Rocky video. I mean, um, um, album was was underwhelming though praise yeah, the, praise the lord is 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 one of my song of the year candidates that that that's that's my absolute cut um the second verse of that song with um with skepta i don't know how many people are skepta fans out of london but that second verse yeah that, didn't drake introduce him that might be my favorite yeah. favorite uh, Didn't he? that yeah. might be our yeah. favorite verse of the year mario what's 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 your top top five start with number five uh number five i'm going I'm going Kid Cudi. I thought that album was was so good. I do. Uh, I didn't think it was a Kid Cudi album. I still though. haven't taken that to a lab either. I, I, I th- look. I listen. Hold, let, me, let me say this real quick. I'm gonna let you yeah, go ahead. I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish, <laughs> Taylor. I I'm a Cudi fan. I I love Cudi's sound, his music. I didn't get enough Cudi on that album. I was too much Kanye. It was a lot of Kanye. Okay, it was. I I don't think. I mean, but the Cudi montage is. Either that or the song "Free" mm-hmm. are probably two of my favorite songs that I heard this year. Okay. Uh, Travis Scott, number four. Okay. Number three, Victory Lap. Yeah. Number two, I got to give it to the, the Carters. Okay. I mean, it's Jay. Yep. Number one, Scorpion. No, he's not gonna say nah, Scorpion. Not, not Scorpion. Uh, the honestly. Because I've li- I've been looking to get back into listening to things for lyrical content uh-huh. more so lately, but that Logic album is so far I'm, that that Logic I'm, album I'm is. I'm that. glad you brought that up. You know what? What Lo- do we feel about Logic? Logic. Let me give you some thoughts on Logic real quick. Lo- Logic is he, everything Lupe should have been. He oh don't that Lupe album was man that was garbage. Did you listen to that Lupe album? <laughs> no, it was so bad. Like I'm like who I want to meet the person that was feeling this and oh, sit and wow. have a conversation with them. But the logic, what I do like about logic is 
his blend, and tell you, tell me if you agree with this, Mario. His blend of old school hip hop, his his knowledge of old school hip hop, and the new trends, and being able to blend them to get together his own way. Yeah, and and this I think that logic is his biggest thing is he doesn't try to be like anybody else. He's just like in his own lane, like simply Mario. Yeah, but underscore. You, but you know, you know the thing that bothers me that he does. When he starts rapping real fast, it yeah. gets so corny. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like you got to stop that. Somebody, yeah. somebody's got to sit him down and go look. You, That's you, the thing I always hate about rappers that that you can't. I can sniff out a a, a cornballism. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a mile away, and for everything, that's what that's what plagues. But it, it doesn't work for every rapper. Like Twister, it worked for Twister. And it didn't work for like Yellow Wolf. I never got into it. Yeah, because he like yeah, it, I'm not down. It, with it. But like corniness is like like that's what plagues the 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 um, UK rappers. Like you have a cat, and you be like, oh, I like this cat. Let me let me investigate some more of his stuff. And then you have like the next song over. You be like, oh come on, right, this right. Is, this is so cheesy. Somebody's like, got to sit you down and be like, did you did you see um the movie Creed and the the dude who's like the champion, yeah, who, who by the way was not in in boxing shape, <laughs> <laughs> the actor who played that, but he comes out to this song called "Don't Waste My Time," and it is one of the hottest UK rap songs that I've heard in a long time, and I'm like, who are these dudes? Like I I, I mess with this song. This is kind of like uh. I don't know, maybe a a United Kingdom version of the clips. So I went to the next song, and it was it was Swiss cheese, boy. It was like, oh yeah. come on, like, they, what are you? They doing? got you in with the song, and then why? Why? Like you, you have to know if you can make a song like this. Why would you ever make a song, song like, like this? But, but right. I, will, I will say this though, before we get off the topic, it's one album that I will recommend you check out it's from Scorpion. a local, not from a local <laughs> artist. It's uh Chris Crooks, Chestnut Checkers. Okay, I prom- I, I think I've heard it, of him. It's, it's, a, it's a it's a small EP, but if you listen to it, I think I've heard of him. Oh yeah, lyrically the the, the guy is. I like that name. It, like he's literally. It's just the alliteration, like, Chris no, Crooks. No, it's because it's because like you think of Cincinnati rappers and you think of one thing, but he gives you something completely different. Okay, like he's got a song on there called uh like 2001, but it's like. You, it's a sample of uh, Song Cry. Okay. It, it's crazy. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll check for him. Yeah, yeah, tag us with it. Hey, speaking of uh, 2001, um, but we're going to go back. I want to do a uh, – this is further back than 2001. I want to I dive into our blast from the past. Now, Glenn, I want to kind of stay on that cash money train here. Mm-hmm. With this particular song, um, it was released in 1998, and in my opinion, I think this song was very, very important during that time period because it was a Southern song that I think every everybody in the country was messing with, and that was even after the like Biggie and Pac had passed away, the whole beef, East and West, everybody was divided. The South got something to say. Um, the South got something to say, um, Andre Three, but th- this this track to me was one that like New York cats were like, yeah, I rock with this. Okay. Like everybody was like, I rock with this, Mario.
Terrius Gray. Okay. Juvenile. Hot. Juvie. And this the, this was the track. I mean, really think about That's it. That's what put him over, no doubt. That was the first, first Cash Money song we ever heard. And and like New York cats were, 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 were messing with this track. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's a story of Jay-Z being in a club and Memphis Bleak and all them were in there. And that came on in New York City. Uh-huh. And they were like, yo, this track. Like everyone was yeah, feeling it. And then, and then Jay came on him on the remix okay he called juvie and said i need to get on this yeah yeah so one, one quick little uh a little tidbit on uh on juvenile his daughter who i, I believe at the time was four years old and is and the the mother of his child were shot and killed oh wow the the baby mom's brother recently or then this was back okay this was back when he was popular the the I think it was the baby mom's brother broke in the house and just bop, bop, oh, shot wow. both of them and killed them. Isn't that crazy? And then and what happened was he didn't go to the funeral because he didn't want to go and kind of all the attention and media show up yeah, and kind yeah. of go. And he was criticized okay. by a lot of people for, for not showing up. And it, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, that's I, kind of crazy. I'd have to go. Well, but it wasn't his child, right? No, this was his child. Okay. so who, who, and his who, And his baby mom. But who killed the baby mom's brother? Oh, okay, came in, and I, I don't know what the reason was, okay. but he's he's still in. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah that's what, I mean, you can't kill. It. I mean, you can't kill nobody. Obviously, you kill a child. That's life. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. That well, thanks a- for bringing us down with, with this, this <laughs> random random story of tragedy <laughs> in, in, in juvenile's life, huh? But tonight, I'm gonna get it. Bring it back up with some Dewey's pizza tonight. I'm stopping to get some Dewey's. I don't care what any of you guys say. That's just not good. I mean. I mean, like I've tried it twice, and I, I've, you know, I, I normally, you know, take take the things that you. It, mm-hmm. it brings in question that everything you said about, <laughs> about, about about food. If I mean, it's just like it's not that it's what bad. Don't you, it's you, just so bland. It's like this is. Well, what 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 did you have? I mean, I always just get the 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 basic cheese or the basic like cheese right. and pepperoni. That's, that's what I do. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, I didn't think the sauce was particularly good. I, I didn't think the um, hmm. the crust was particularly good. I like the crust. Have, have you? I mean, and why haven't you tried mods? Like I feel feel insulted. I've tried I Dewey's twice. I told you that. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. And what did mm-hmm. you think? Oh, that was all right. Okay. Remember, I tried the one out in uh, Beachmont. Okay. Now, I, yeah. Last, I don't think I know. I told you that was one out there, but I didn't know if you you tried it yet. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I went out there the okay. next week after you told me. I went to mods. Uh, my coworker was leaving, and and I told him that like it was her last day, but I was not working. But I was like, I'm you know, normally people are gonna be here. I'm bringing pizza for everybody. Mm-hmm. And um, mods have these little um, cakes to come in aluminum foil, and they ate the pizza. They they I, I don't I didn't get any like reviews that it was it was good or bad. They didn't eat the cakes. They they felt because the cakes they wrapped the cakes in aluminum foil. They and uh, they were on some 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 stuff like like 
I may have made the cakes and wrapped them up. I don't, like, I don't know what the deal is. So I, I come in like a couple of days later and, and some of the cakes are still there. So I took them home and ate them for myself. Well, I think that presentation is everything, especially like when you're eating like around other, you know what I mean, around other people or just like if you go into like a break room and like if you go into a break room and you see co- cookies on a napkin or if you go in and see cookies in a box, which ones are you going to But I mean, but these are like, first? these are like professional, like I'll, I'll show you a picture of how, of how the aluminum foil looks on these joints. It's not like, like. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not like you wrapped them up. Yeah, and like, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like saying like, like your sandwich, if you go to McDonald's, your Big Mac is, is wrapped up in paper, but it's not like, it's not like Glenn put some <laughs> napkins around them and, and some masking tape. This is like, a, <laughs> I, I, I was like lightweight offended. So, so I don't know. Dewey's has really good desserts. Okay, well, I mean, I, and good salads. I don't I, really have the desserts at Dewey's, you, but I, I hear you've been to Palomino's on the square. Uh, not yeah, they could close down, but I heard, um, or have they closed? Yeah, I thought they were closed on the thirteenth. I didn't know the exact date, but my yeah. my mom. I, I want to go there one last time because they have like a a brownie ice cream thing that 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 sounds too much. That is really really good. That I'm, sounds I'm, too I'm, much. I'm, I'm, I want to do one last time. I might call my friend and we can. And they go on the the merry go round too. You been on the merry go round? I haven't, but I'm gonna tell you what. I was gone to L.A. I come back and there's a merry-go-round, and I'm like, "What? It's what? A, it's a Ferris wheel? Yeah, Ferris wheel. Same. same. Oh, Ferris wheel. I was like, what? it's something that goes in a mechanical thing that's a circle. I was <laughs> but, like, where did this come from? But it looks off the chain. Like I need to go to Newport to take a photo. They should just, never take it down. They should never take it down. Like I mean, I get, I, I take it in the winter. It's got just shut it down, but don't leave it up. Leave yeah. it lit up, please. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it 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 because it, it's a it's landmark style. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. Well, it, I think the Bengals played. I don't, I don't know. Was it? Did they play a Monday night game or? Yeah, it was a night game. And it, it looked awesome as right. It could be. Yeah, and everyone was tweeting me that a Thursday night game. Yeah, it was off the chain. And people were tweeting like, and people were tweeting to me like. When did this happen? I was like, I don't Cincinnati know. I got back from like, my like, like 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 a like a, a, a major a, city, a, a, a enjoyable carnival that night. And we've had an enjoyable carnival hey, here start, on episode three. fifty-four. Yep. We want to thank. What song is this, by the way? It's um, what's the guy's name? Um, Flip, Flip De Niro. Flip De Niro. Yeah, this is cut. okay. Yeah. But what I do like, Glenn, is last couple songs. You're bringing the energy music, yeah. and I appreciate that. I do what I can, man. I appreciate that. I want to thank everybody for listening to another episode of the No Further Comments podcast. I'm your co-host Alex Meacham, and I'm Glenn Riley. Leave me alone. Question or check your message. Who did I go from the start? Or she was texting down. Give me she called.